one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, and not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of the Business of Fashion. Welcome to the BOF podcast. It's Friday, February 25th. One of the key and most important changes that the fashion industry will have to make in the coming years, if we're going to truly reduce the impact of fashion on the planet, is to become truly circular. In 2005, Dame Ellen MacArthur made history on the open seas by becoming the fastest person to ever sail solo, nonstop, around the world in just over 70 days. Two years later, she came to BOF Voices with a call to action for our industry to do just that, to become more circular. And at BOF Voices 2021, Ellen MacArthur came back to Voices to launch the new book from her foundation, Circular Design for Fashion. The book aims to inspire designers to adopt circular design in their day-to-day work. And this week on the BOF podcast, we'll get Ellen's honest take on how fashion is doing on its journey towards circularity and to learn why good design is circular design. Here's Dame Ellen MacArthur in conversation with BOF's Sarah Kent at BOF Voices 2021. 
The Alan MacArthur Foundation is launching its book on circular design, and you gave a little teaser in that video of, of what circularity really means, but I've been covering sustainability in this industry for some time now, and I know we throw around these very big words that mean very big things, and we don't drill into what it really means, and that's important that we understand what we're talking about. So I wondered if you could just lay down what fashion is really aiming for here. The circular design is about three principles. The first principle is to eliminate waste and pollution through design. The second is to circulate products and materials for as long as possible. And then the third is to regenerate natural systems. If you do that all running on renewable energy, you effectively build a fashion economy, a technology economy, an automotive economy, which can really run in the long term. It's a completely different approach, and it all begins with design. Design of the business models, design of the product, design of the way the product flows through the system. It's all really about design right from the outset. And, what, and just to contextualize what this could mean, when you talk about you know, how we could run this on green energy, mm-hmm. what is the impact in terms of tackling the crisis that I think Imran laid out at the start of today as being the biggest one facing us, the climate crisis? Mm-hmm. How important is this? Well, when you look at some of the statistics, it's quite surprising. You know, when we talk about climate, we hear a lot of conversation around energy. The switch to renewable energy is vital. But actually, the way the economy functions, you know, the way we, we make and use things, including food, that's responsible for 45% of all GHG emissions and over 90% of biodiversity loss just because of the way we do things. So if you change the way we do things, you change the way the economy functions to enable all the users, I love the word user, we use that as well, you know, the users, the actors within the economy, to make the economy work for you so that you have designed out waste. There is no waste, there's no pollution. Products cycle for as long as they need to, and then they feed back into the system. And then you regenerate natural systems, and actually through the way the economy functions, you're making the world a better place. And it's not just the energy question, it's actually how the economy functions. And that's really fascinating. Today our economy is so wasteful, and yet we're innovative and creative. And you, know, you see the presentations here, and you think, you know, we can do anything. This is, you know, we have this world of opportunity, we have digital, we can share in seconds. Why are we making stuff that becomes waste when we have finite materials? And then you put that in line with the statistics around GHG emissions from the way we make and use things. It's crazy. We can do so much better with this if we have that goal. Yeah, and I think it's one of the great ironies of the fashion industry in particular. As you say, it's such a creative industry. Absolutely. Has an opportunity to take such a creative stance to find solutions. And yet the waste in this industry, as Dame Vivian Hunt outlined yesterday, I think if I'm remembering the statistics she used correctly, 12% of all fibers just never used, completely wasteful. So the scale of opportunity here in terms of transforming the industry, how much of a difference to fashion could we make? Oh, we've just done a study on circular business models, which is how the products fit within the economy, how they can cycle within the economy. Notice the design of the materials, but this is actually the business model. And we reckon up by 2030, 700 billion US dollars worth of economic opportunity and 23% of the global fashion market. When you see companies like you know, The Real Real and Rent the Runway coming from nowhere and grasping a sector of the market that really wasn't there, you know, billion dollar businesses you know, in, a, in a heartbeat really when you look at the timeline, it's really interesting to see. And I think this conversation around the users and the way that the fashion industry interacts with their customers or their users or the participants within it, I think there's some really big opportunities here. Because when you look at that circular 
economy and you look at cycling those products and how those products fit, this can become a relationship with an organization, a company that makes the products. This isn't just about the design of the product, but it's also so important how that product relates to the user, how that product fits back within the system. There's no point in building the perfect circular item of clothing if once it gets to the end of its useful life, you can't do anything with it or the person who ends up with it doesn't know the, the materials. And it's been really, really interesting to see, particularly during the pandemic, how those business models like rental and resale have begun to take off more. But there was a lot of hesitancy within the industry towards these business models when they first came onto the scene, particularly at the luxury end of the spectrum. There was a lot of skepticism, a lot of concern. Why do you think that was? And do you think we've got past that barrier? I think if you're in the traditional linear system, which really we've inherited since the Industrial Revolution, where the way you make your profits is to take a material, turn it into something, and sell it. I mean, one of my earliest conversations was in the automotive sector. This was nearly 10 years ago, uh, where raw material prices had gone up by 500 million euros in 12 months, half the operating profits wiped away like that. And that business had no control over it because they're tied to that linear system, and you only make money when you sell stuff. That's now transforming in automotive as it's transforming in fashion, as we realize actually we need to decouple our economic growth from the use of finite resources. We need to feed those resources into a system so they become not virgin resources, but they're recycled materials. How do you do that? Well, you can do that through design, through the cycling of materials, but through just different business models, you know, access over ownership. This is all changing, and digital makes this happen. That's why the digital transformation is so vital to, to bringing this all to life. So get on board or miss out. Is I, yeah, and it, it's, but it's really interesting because you know I was at COP last month and I sat on a panel with Philip Hildebrand, who's the number two in BlackRock. If anybody knows about global investment, it's him. And he was challenged by the moderator, saying, "But this is about sacrifice. You know, this transition is going to cost. This is down to us as the users, the consumers, whatever you want to call them. We're going to pay for this." And he just said, "Do you know what?" He said, "If we continue with business as usual, GDP goes down by 25% in the next two decades." Business as usual doesn't work. It's not the solution. And I think that's where we need to begin the process from, is realizing that actually carrying on as we are is not a solution. It's never going to work. We have a growing world population. We have finite resources. We have the climate crisis. We have to change the system. Can't we change the system from linear to circular so it works for us, so consumers make the world a better place through their choices, through the fact that the cotton that they're buying is grown in a regenerative way and it's enhancing biodiversity and it's making the topsoil richer, not poorer. Because we're, at the moment, we're locked in a race to the bottom. And that's about making a product with a little bit less for a little bit cheaper so people can buy it a little bit cheaper. And, it's, and you're kind of racing down, how can we make a bit more profit from this? This turns all of that on its head. This is a race to the top. This is to build better, to design better, to change the system, to enable access over ownership, to let people have these products and participate in the solution, not feel like every time they're making a choice, they're actually part of the problem. And that's why the system has to change. And systemic change within the fashion industry and the automotive industry and the plastic packaging industry, it has to be the entire system shifting towards that regenerative model. Let's talk a little bit about our basic instincts as human beings here, though, as well. Because what we're seeing, interestingly, in fashion is business, as companies test out things like rental and resale, which is very exciting and potentially transformative, is you're also seeing companies spot an opportunity to drive more consumption. Mm -hmm. So, you know, come to my resale site, get a voucher to buy new things yeah. on my other site. So do we run the risk of being in a position where we have this opportunity transform, but because there is a higher value near term by doing it in a way that doesn't 
absolutely shift the system, we don't take advantage. Problem. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's always a risk, but what we're beginning to see, and this, it's, we see this in the fashion sector beginning, but there are some fascinating things going on in other sectors, like in faster-moving consumer goods, food production. We're beginning to see some of the biggest food retailers in the world, you know, producers of product, compete over nature-positive food. Now imagine that when you walk into a supermarket. At the moment, we're thinking, you know, if you're a conscious individual and you can afford the choice, because not everyone can, you're trying to make an informed decision with not a lot of data. What do you buy? You know, what do you choose? What's... If the companies involved in that sector are then competing over nature-positive food, you know that what you're buying is making the world a better place. And you don't have to understand circularity or the circular economy to do that. It's just, this is nature positive. This enhances biodiversity. This builds up the natural capital in farmland. This is a good thing. I think in the fashion industry, we're going to see something similar. We know business as usual doesn't work. We know we need to reinvent the system. It's not just about different business models and access over ownership. It's the design of the products that are sold. You know, we're not going to have access over ownership for underwear. You know, there are products that that won't work for. We have a whole range of things. There are some really high-value items like things that I've been given by my parents. I'm going to keep those forever. They're incredibly valuable to me. But then you also have the things that just quite frankly aren't, or technology that, that has to cycle because technology moves on. All of these opportunities need to fit within a system and need to be correctly designed. So when that thing that you won't rent and you actually have to buy or access in a different way, when that goes back into the system, it's designed for that system. And what does that mean, correctly designed? What is a product that is designed for a circular model? Well, it's interesting, we, we ran a big project on the jeans redesign, right. getting together the biggest jeans manufacturers in the world and saying, what do circular jeans look like and how do you make this happen? You know, what do you put in them? What level of quality do you have to look at when you grow the cotton in the first place? How do you extract the material and make sure that when the, those jeans, if they're not resold or repaired, reach the end of their life, that they can be fed back into the system? And that's really hard. And it's actually very rare to get the biggest competitors, and this has been mentioned at this conference, we need to work together to make this happen. This is not a question of competing. You know, 100 innovations in 100 directions doesn't add up to a solution. You need to work out what success looks like for the, you know, the jeans industry or for the fashion industry, and then orientate everybody towards it so that every step takes you one step closer to that goal. And we know we can identify what that goal looks like. And that's where the circular design comes in, looking at what is circular design. Well, it's making sure you can take the materials out of those products. You can repair the garments, you can keep them in the system. But if it's something that can't stay in the system, then make sure it fits within the system when it gets to the end of its life. Make sure there's a system there that enables that product to be fed back into the system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. 
Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. It's advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Because there's no point in designing a circular t-shirt if it just ends up in landfill. 87% of textiles ends up incinerated or landfill and only 1% currently globally gets recycled into the same quality material. I mean, the statistics are really shocking. So we can do better than that. We can build products that can fit within a cycle and we won't always get it right. But that goal gives the direction of travel, which is so important. Were you surprised when you started digging into this about the complexity involved in figuring out how to make a circular garment? It is incredibly complex. And it's interesting, you need the entire value chain in the room. This is not just a design question. It's obviously a design question, but it's everything that sits around that. And everyone needs to get their heads in the room to get their heads around it. And then you actually need to do it to learn more about it as you put everything in process. And in a way, it sounds crazy to say, but to design a circular pair of jeans is fairly straightforward because the criteria is clear, but then when you look at the fashion industry, this is not about one product in one territory. It's about multiple products in multiple territories, and different countries have different recovery systems for garments. So if you design that perfect circular garment, how do you guarantee it fits back into that system? So the cotton is you know, ultimately the very end of its life, you know, biodegraded and put back on agricultural farmland. How do you build that? And that's different everywhere. So it's a very culturally specific as well as design orientated and value chain conversation. And so it's about taking a really holistic point of view at the point of design. And I know that you and MacArthur Foundation consulted when you were putting together the circular design, but did you get pushback from designers in saying, you know, that this isn't realistic, this is too restrictive, you're telling us how we should design, it's, it's not creative? I would say that's not the vibe at all. And it's really interesting, genuine excitement to be part of the solution, but from a real, it's a 
book for creatives from a real creativity perspective. And there's some really interesting points of view in the book about values. Do you have pride in a designer at making multiple garments that are sold multiple times that, you know, 87% of which you know are going to be landfilled or incinerated? Or is there pride in building something that people value, that is valuable? And even if it's underwear, that underwear at the end of its life still has a value, because today it doesn't. Things are made to be worn and then they're not really valuable at all. So they, they end up being incinerated or landfilled. I mean, that's what happens to things that don't have value. So I think there's a real excitement around being part of the opportunity and I think also the opening of the conversation from the creatives in the design space to the creatives in the marketing space, in the online space, in the communication space. You know, how are we going to communicate circular business model? What's the message? And that's a fascinating challenge to have and an opportunity to seize to be ahead of the game and to think of the future because, as we know, business as usual can't run. So we need to be creative as to how we build that future economy. And, so, and what are the barriers that we're facing here? You know, $700 billion opportunity, 23% of the market potentially by 2030. What is it going to take to get there? Well, mindset change. You know, you said yourself, Sarah, that some people resist this, some people are more up for this, some people realise they may actually do this themselves. You may have a service with a luxury goods provider whereby you don't actually own what you're wearing at all and you're just clothed by them like the stars are why not you know why not everybody do that there are certain items you wouldn't do that with four but actually the majority absolutely you can and we've you know seen companies appear and provide this so I think there's a massive opportunity there and there's an opportunity to communicate in a different way I'd say some of the barriers around design you know we don't have all the answers around design it's the same with plastic packaging it's the same with automotive you know how do you design this in a different way some of the challenges sit with material science, but then the opportunities sit there too. And you know, we work a huge amount in education globally with universities around the world, and it's fascinating looking at new materials. The material science, innovation, making materials that fit within a system, it's, you're being part of the solution, and it's all about innovation and creativity. So for me, there are barriers, and they sit in different areas. You know, the financing, if you're renting your clothing or providing it as a service, how does that sit on the books? How are you invested? But then the other side of that is that there is, again, to go back to the conversation with BlackRock and about the finance industry, the money's there. The money's there to be invested, but it needs to be connected to the right investments. And this isn't a conversation about the CSR part of the business. This isn't a conversation about environmental and social governance. This is a conversation about how the, they're vital. But this is a conversation about the industry and how the industry functions and how that industry plays a role in the switch from linear to circular. And that's not clear and that's not measured very clearly yet, but the money's there waiting to back it up. So the communication of how this will unfold is really, really interesting. And I think that is a really interesting barrier to talk about because when I talk to people in the industry about this, there's a lot of excitement about it. There's a lot of experimentation. There are a lot of pilot projects there's not much scaling. And there's a lot of challenges still in play around how you figure out getting products back mm. to recycle them, what the infrastructure is, who is meant to put that in place, as yeah. you said, changes from country to country. Yeah. The industry can't do this alone. Who does it need to be coordinating with? And how quickly do we all need to get our acts together? I think that's a really good question. And the industry, from our perspective and the work we've done with players and organizations we work with, there's a real feeling that the system has to change, that the fashion industry has to change. Not just a feeling, you know, there are pilot projects in place, such as Wear Next in New York, where we, you know, work with New York State to put a system together so the clothing could feed back in. As a pilot, as a trial, to see how do we get 
this clothing back? How do we build this system that can cycle? Because it is so different in all the different territories. And, and that really is a channel. But the most important point comes back to the fact that if some of the biggest players in the world, and we've, we've seen this and done this with plastic packaging globally, we've got 20% of the global plastic packaging industry signed up to a global commitment with UNEP, which is now changing policy. If the biggest players in the world say, do you know what, this is what success looks for our industry, you know, with the jeans or with the fashion industry as a whole, which is a really big goal, but if that direction of travel is fixed, that makes it so much easier for policymakers to change. So what, what should everyone in this room be getting together to ask for? A circular economy for fashion based on three principles that regenerates natural systems, that designs out waste and pollution, and keeps products and materials in, in use. You run that on renewable energy, we have a fashion industry that can run forever and build the most beautiful things because they sit within a system that ultimately make the world a better place. What an amazing place to get to. <laughs> I feel like there is no more to say on this. Thank you so much. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person, too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. <coughs> Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.